Coleco here, aka TE5 Pharaoh, bringing episode 30 of the TE5 podcast. Let me just say I'm so proud uh, that we've been able to get to 30 episodes. We've done so much in the last 30 episodes uh, as far as our growth and, and just you know the overall progress of the TE5 brand through this podcast. I couldn't be more happy about it. And uh, we got a lot more work to go. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, in this episode, guys, I'm going to break down how to effectively establish rules and guidelines for your esports organization. Uh, rather, you're just getting it started. Maybe you've had it going for a little while, but you're struggling with keeping players and holding people accountable and whatnot. Or maybe you're just somebody that's thinking about getting started and you want to have uh, all the steps in front of you before you get the ball moving. Okay, this episode is for all of you guys. Uh, but yeah, just keep an open mind with it. I share a lot of my perspective, how I did it. Uh, but obviously, the things that I did uh, worked for me, and there were things that I will recommend uh, to you guys as well. So I hope you guys get a lot of value out of this episode and hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, it's Pharaoh here bringing this next episode. Uh, I'm going to be getting into rules and guidelines and kind of what my thoughts are. Uh, as far as establishing this properly for your esports organization, so um, pretty clearly uh, using you know, starting off with our communication medium, which is Discord, um, we have a section in there that breaks down our server rules. Okay, so for for all of our communication in our community. Um, so, you know, things like no pornography, no uh, racial slurs or super, any, any sexist or offensive language uh, obviously is not tolerated whatsoever. Um, you know, we've had a couple guys kind of uh, put some memes up there that were really borderline, um, offend, you know, real, real serious stuff on, on, on certain things uh, we had to address. Um, but I'm, I'm very, very like no bullshit when it comes to this stuff. Like if I see anybody uh, break in any of these major rules, uh, you're pretty much gone. Uh, I'm, I mean, I might talk to you and ask you what's going on. Why did you do this? Uh, but in most cases I'm getting rid of them right, right away. Uh, it, there, there may be some cases pending, uh, you know, where somebody uh, didn't really mean to uh, do what they did, depending what you know what the situation circumstances were. Uh, I do treat it case by case, but in most cases, it's an automatic ban. Uh, so that's kind of the the main thing. First, guys, you want to set up your rules and guidelines for your communication medium because that's where ninety percent of all your your communication is going to be flowing through, uh, or it should be. So, you know, it's really important to monitor that and make sure that that doesn't get out of hand because uh, back in the day with T5, I mean, I lost a lot of people based off of conversations that were going on in our weed chat that just went south because, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of good rules and, and ex expectations in place on how we're going to communicate through this platform. Okay, so it's really, really important, guys, that you have uh, your, you know, everything set up front. People that are coming in, they know, you know, what you expect, what the rules are, and they have to respect that. Okay, you got to be ready to enforce stuff. Uh, that's kind of leading me into my next uh, topic here is enforceability. Um, guys, you can't be afraid to enforce your own rules. Okay, if you if you won't enforce your own rules, you know, why the hell do you have rules to begin with? Okay. 
Um, I was guilty of this because I, you know, had very skilled players. Okay. I had very, very skilled players that I knew were, you know, great and gave us a big chance to win in a lot of competitive matches, but they would consistently break the rules and expectations I had. And I wouldn't necessarily enforce, uh, you know, enforce the rules on them. I just wouldn't. And uh, that, you know, it was okay in the micro sense because I still kept them as a player, but it hurt me in the long run. Um, so you guys have to enforce your rules. It's, it's real simple. It doesn't matter how good they are. You have to have the mindset that there's, you know, hundreds of, of these great players. And there really is guys. It's, it's, it's an abundant, um, abundant, uh, availability out there. You just got to be able to put the work in. That's why if you're mass recruiting, which is why I'm such a big component of mass recruiting, it doesn't hurt you and it shouldn't bother you to enforce rules and to get rid of people that won't follow them and your expectations. It just, it shouldn't. If you're recruiting a lot of people and you've got a good system in place to handle all this new recruits, you know, you should be picking people up really fast and you should be getting rid of the toxic ones and, and the, you know, and the low hanging fruit as fast as possible. All right. Um, so you can't be afraid to enforce your rules. Real simple. Um, you know, let's talk about, you know, attend attendance, okay. Attending practices and events. Okay. That's another, another huge one. All right. Now, uh, you know, you, and let's, let's not, uh, forget this too, guys. I mean, if you're, if you're doing it like me and you're going to try to build an organization that's community first and, and then competitive second, then it's going to be two sets of guidelines, Okay. Obviously, for people in my community, you know, I'm not going to expect them to show up for practices and all this different stuff, you know, through the week. For our, for my community, it's kind of a come and go as you please. Okay. If you want to be active, I let that be on you. Okay. If you want to participate in what we're doing as a community, please feel free to do so. Um, I'm not going to kick somebody because they don't show up to certain events. Now, if you're on my competitive team, okay, it's a time commitment. Guys, if, if, if you can't find competitive players that can give you at least three to five days a week for a minimum of two to three hours during those five to th three to five days, um, it's probably not going to work out, being very honest. I mean, I've had I had competitive players that had great personalities. They fit the mold. They were really good, but they only could play once a week. That's just not going to work. Okay? You can't build chemistry. You can't build teamwork and, and strategy. Uh, by only having somebody once a week. And sometimes you wouldn't even have some, I've had people where I wouldn't have them, but once every two weeks. Okay. So that's just not going to work. doesn't matter how good they are. You know, you need to get rid of them. Um, but three to five days is kind of like my, my three days at least is more of my minimum. Um, you know, cause at least you still, you're, you're getting a, a decent amount of time to work with these guys, practice and do scrimmages and whatnot. Uh, every single week. So uh, three to five days is my minimum. Um, <clears throat> at least two to three hours during those days. I mean, of course, you're going to have a lot of people that work full-time jobs, part-time jobs. They got to watch the kids, you know, so you, you're going to have to wiggle and finesse with that a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I, it, really the big thing, guys, the, the number one rule and guideline. Okay, the number one above everything is consistent communication. Okay, you know, use rather it's using your 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 medium, your your communication medium. Okay, which in my case would be Discord. 
players have to communicate with me. Uh, if you're if you're playing competitively, I mean, you got to understand there's practices, there's uh, team nights, there's scrimmages, there's actual tournaments and matches that you know you should be attending. And if you're not communicating, and like let's say for example, we have a tournament this Saturday, and you don't show up, and you didn't bother to tell anybody. Okay, you just don't show, and then like you know, everybody on the team's trying to message you and say, "Hey, hey, Billy, where are you at?" You know, and you don't respond, and then four days later, you you know, and I've had a lot of this. They'll be like, "Oh, hey, what's up, man?" I'm like, "Dude, like." You didn't, I mean, what happened? We had a tournament on Saturday. We were counting on you. Oh, man, I just, you know, I had to do do something or whatever. You know, you get a lot of that stuff. That's not tolerable, especially on a competitive team. You just can't do that, okay? you got to have constant communication. And I'll tell people up front, you're going to play competitively for me. Like, you know, if you can't make something because, you know, your child got sick or there's an emergency, that's understandable. Okay. And you, and you got to be willing to work with people, guys. I mean, if you, you know, you're going to kick people because they miss one practice or whatever. I don't believe in that philosophy uh, either, but you know, I'm, as long as you're communicating with me or your team captain or whatever that case looks like, um, and, and I know what's going on with you, then, then we can work things out. Okay. And that's, what's important. You got to be willing to work with people because life's going to happen, guys. You know, they're going to get called into work. I mean, these aren't full-time professional players. Their life is not dedicated to playing on your competitive team. And you got to understand that. If you can't understand that, you shouldn't be running a damn team. All right? Just real simple. you got to be willing to work with people, but you also got to instill in them they have to communicate. If they're not a communicator and they won't communicate and they just go MIA for days or weeks on end, it's just not going to work. It's that simple. It's just not going to work. All right. So you got to set that up front, though, guys. Okay. If guys aren't going to talk, I mean, if they're going to talk now, even even players that do talk, okay, let's say they communicate, but like literally weeks are going by and, you know, they won't, they can't play in any competitive match. They can't play in a scrimmage. They can't attend to practice. And you're going to have to make a gut call as to rather it's worth continuing to instill energy in the trying to have this person on your team. Okay, usually, uh, you know, at some point, I'm just going to make a decision. I'm going to be like, all right, this is just not going to work out. I'll talk to them. They'll usually agree with me, and then we'll move on. Okay, there's a good way to end, you know, you know, obviously end, uh, you know, people being on your team in that relationship. You know, it's a good way to go about that, not just being a dick about it. So, just keep that in mind, guys. Communication above all else is key. You know, using your disc, you know, your median communication platform. Okay, if it's Discord, WeChat, whatever that is, should be Discord though. Um, you know, you you need to be telling people to communicate through there. You know, one of the issues I had very early on was I would have people texting me. I'd have people doing WeChat. I'd have people sending me messages through Facebook Messenger, and I mean, it was just a huge mess because like I was having to keep track of all these different conversations you know, in three or four different places. And it was really exhausting and irritating. And I just got fed up to the point where I'm like, guys, look, if you can't use our, you know, our WeChat, which at the time, that's what we used. And now it would be Discord. If you just can't, if you can't use this medium to communicate, we're probably not going to work. It's real simple. Okay. 
because you don't want to be having to keep up with, you know, 15 different conversations across five platforms, guys. You're going to lose track of stuff. You're going to forget stuff. Uh, you know, things are going to get misinterpreted and it's just, it's, it's not going to work out for you in the long run. I promise you. So, uh, make sure you instill that guys. Uh, you know, and then just like I said, as far as participation and playing, you know, and when you're in game, I think it's really important. Uh, and, and this is a, this is a harder topic to discuss, but you know, when you're playing in a competitive match, okay, emotions are high. Hey, everybody's competitive. The juices are flowing. You know, I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're naturally going to be hyped up. It's just like if you're playing any sport, okay, you're, you're really competitive. The ego's flying. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything. But when things aren't going well for your team, all right, and you're struggling, this is where most teams fall apart is because they can't really handle the whole aspect of losing, Okay. You got to be able. You have you have to instill very early and very upfront that guys, you're going to lose matches. Okay, you know you're not. There, there's no team that exists that has never lost a match. That's a legit team. Okay, that's been around for a long time. You want to say you played five matches and you didn't lose, whatever. Okay, but you're not a legit team. All right, you're legit and you're going to last for a long time. You're going to lose a match at some point. And it's very, very important that, you know, one thing with losing is you're going to really find a lot of your guys' true colors when it happens, okay? I like to recall back on my first competitive match we ever played. It was against a team called Teamwork Define. A good friend of mine, Deadeye, was the owner of that team. I did an interview with him uh, on on this podcast uh, much, you know, a while ago, but um, we played his team for the very first time. This was, you know, six, seven years ago. All right. And up until then, we had never played a competitive match. All we, all we had been doing is practicing and doing things within public matches. All right. So, you know, we went into it, think, you know, just, just based off of how we knew we played in public matches and how good we were, you know, we thought we were going to fare well and, and be able to win, but we ended up losing three, one, um, you know, to their team and like all the real colors of some of these guys came out. They just couldn't handle the loss, you know, and literally they were spewing toxicity like it was nobody's business. Okay. Name calling, you know, blaming everybody for doing this and that. It, it, it's, it's terrible when it gets to that. Um, and people left and we also had to get rid of some people. All right. I think it's super important when it comes to in-game play that if you have a group of guys that can't constructively deal with their shortcomings, their failures, and their losses, then it's not going to work out. Okay, doesn't matter how good you are, how great you are, if you cannot handle a loss, all right, and you can't grow from it. Okay, of course, there's going to be times where somebody's going to say something out of passion and out of uh, reaction, guys. That that happens. Okay. You know, I'm not saying you kick somebody just because they say one thing, you know, everybody's human. But if it's a consistent barrage of just blaming and, and toxicity, that's when you got to put things into question. You know, should I keep this person around or should I not? Um, and, you know, if you've ran a team long enough, you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about when it gets to that point. 
when you do lose or you do get, you know, blown off, you know, blown out the game. So, uh, you know, keep, keep your, keep your, uh, expectations, uh, of that clear and upfront and you got to enforce it guys. Okay. You know, this, you know, communication, I talked a lot about that, but enforceability is, is even probably more important than the communication aspect of it. Well, I wouldn't say more important. We'll say it's about equal, but if you don't enforce your own policies, your own rules, guys, you're not just, you know, letting somebody that shouldn't be in your organization continue to be there, but you're sending a indirect message to every other member of your team. And you're basically telling them, guys, I don't care as much. Okay. It's whatever. All right. I'm not as serious about it. They're going to lose respect for you. They're going to not respect your rules as much. And then eventually something's probably going to happen. They're going to blow up and it's going to come back and, you know, hit you in the face. So you've got to enforce everything you say. You know, if, if, if you ain't going to enforce it, you better not damn say it. Okay. But if you say it, you better be a person of your word and handle it accordingly. All right. Talk to them. And for any reason, if it's a case by case scenario and, you know, you have your leadership team in place and, you know, you want to get a couple more opinions on how you should handle that, that's okay as well. All right. You know, we're going to get into that into another episode. But um, but nonetheless, guys, uh, those are the big important things with your rules and guidelines. Of course, um, I'm not going to tell you every specific of what to do because it all is predicated on what your goal and what your vision is uh, for your organization. But I'm just going to tell you, if, if you don't uh, set expectations and rules up front, if you don't enforce them, and if you don't have a constant, um, a constant flow of communication across your organization when it comes to, you know, the rules and the guidelines and stuff and, you know, ensuring that everybody's on the same page, you're going to fail. Okay. You're going to fail at some point. You may not fail right away, but you will fail in the long run. All right. So that's my message for this episode, guys. Until next time, peace. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Uh, please be sure to share this podcast with a friend who's looking to get into the gaming and esports space. And also, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave us a rating uh, to help us uh, grow and get this podcast more aware in the community so we can bring more value to people. And guys, your attention means everything to me. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode, and I hope you guys stay tuned for the next one. Take care.